my philosophy is like, you find people with the right kind of attitude and mentality towards the work, and then you've got to train them up. Like, I, I don't, uh, maybe over time it will be when I'm mainly looking for like, the people that would replace me and like, take care of staff, that would be someone that I probably wouldn't want to, I'd want to hire and then let them go, um, rather than need to oversee them. But for everyone else, I think that... Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I get to talk to Job Neal, a man who is having five-figure months at 19 years old. I know a lot of parents, when kids are 19 years old, they're discouraging them from doing any sort of activity other than being a good person and going to school. But Job was out there starting e-commerce stores, making five figures a month, and he's then leveraged this into having multiple clients doing over six figures a month in the content space. So we're going to be talking about content a little bit today on today's show. Uh, but I want to take us in a little bit to the business and the backstory. Uh, Job, if you could tell us, like, what is the problem that your business solves for your clients? The main problem that we're solving for clients is the fact they don't really have enough time to be putting really the effort that needs to be put, it, put into their social media content. So we just help them get a load of video content they can put across multiple platforms um, with the strategy that's actually going to help them grow rather than uh, I suppose what a lot of people do is just grab grab random clips or they film something from their phone and it looks pretty average like we, we really want to set people up to look like the the premium brand in their niche. And so when we talk about premium brands are we talking about like you know 4k you know color alignment like what goes into saying the word premium? Yeah, look, when I, when I say premium, I, I would say that, um, I mean, that, that's a that is a different term for different people. Um, I would say that means you're attracting the kind of clients that you want. Um, most people, I think, want to be attracting the people that have money and, you know, want to, aren't sort of asking those questions around, this guy's cheaper. Maybe I should go over here. Like if it's, if it's a premium brand, I suppose in this way that we're using it, that term, people don't ask that question. They just go, that is someone that I really want to work with. I know that that's the person that has the answers or has a solution that like, I have to go with them. It's not a question of, you know, who's cheaper. So you're really attracting the type of client that wants the best and price is not as much of the factor. It's just, am I dealing with the best person in the market? Yeah, exactly. The best, you you feel like you're dealing with the best person in the market. So that uh, feeling of certainty and security that you're dealing with like the best person outweighs whether or not, you know, they're the cheap. They may not be the most expensive. Maybe they are, but that's, it doesn't even really come into the equation. Yeah, that makes total sense. So like, what would you say if you were to like, look at different industries, what is the consistent themes behind what attracts these premium clients? Uh, across similar, across similar industries, I think, um, really it, it comes down to messaging. Like when we watch, um, 
ads of any sort of like luxury product like watches or like makeup or jewelry um anything like that there's a lot being put into like a 30 second ad that makes you feel as though that is like it's exclusive to have that thing and that that thing is high quality that yeah there's there's a whole other experience around having that thing as opposed to just going down to your local watch store or jewelry store and you know buying any other ring or necklace or watch um so I, i think that's if we look at like the luxury product market there's a lot of similarities there that you can bring across and you can watch in um how they market those things they really market um an experience around that thing and i think that that's similar in the service-based industry too like the people that um you want to be around are almost like an experience in themselves like they just seem like something that people want to seem like someone that people want to gravitate towards and, and be surrounded by so when you're thinking about doing that in your own business for yourself and you're doing short form content for people, what conscious decisions are you making to create experience? Uh, well, definitely on like the editing side of things. So one thing we really try to look at is what style we're trying to go for with the editing based on who someone who someone's ideal client is. Um, and that, that might come down to like, whether or not we're hard and fast with some editing hacks and stuff like that. Like whether or not we're pretty, like we're adding in a lot of effects, um, like zoom in, zoom outs, like, you know, captions are always changing color and, and doing a bit uh some people we want to tone that down a lot more and the captions were really simple but there's a lot of other subtle effects that we might use throughout the video that but in both we're still getting that same like something's happening every two to three seconds um so we're still using like the basics of what should be being done in short form content to to maintain attention but how we utilize different effects is one way that we look at like what's really going to draw someone in and make them feel like this is the person for them based on their psychographics. This is probably easier said than done. How long was this a process for you before you start seeing, you know, like what were the results before doing this? What were the results after? How long did it take? Well, I, I, um, I started off like before I started doing, uh, this for clients, um, I'd been doing it for myself, uh, for about a year and a half. Um, so I, I really refined everything for myself for yeah, 18 months before I started selling it as a service. And, um, I had slightly different offering. It was more of a done with you offering um, before we started doing it for people. Um, and yeah, I mean, in that, in that period, there was a lot of things I needed to 
figure out and work out. And even now, once we start taking on clients, there's a whole other like realm of potholes that you're kind of like driving over and then trying to patch up along the way. So where um, I would stay, we're still like figuring out lots of different ways to get better and try and improve things without, you know, having to charge clients a, a crap load more <laughs> to do so. Yeah. Um, right. Otherwise creating too much workload. So it sounds like maybe that's one of the challenges. Kind of walk us through the challenges of this business. Like, is it hard to create results without like working too many hours? Like what's, what's the challenges of the business? Um, I, I would say the, the biggest number one challenge is that like, I can't control what's going to happen once that video gets posted. Like it, we can do everything right. Um, and it could be a great video, but if it just gets shown to the wrong people when it first goes out, those people aren't going to watch it because it wasn't intended for them. Um, and the video just, it'll probably tank. Um, and when I say tank, I say like, you know, 200, 300 views on that video. Um, you know, but at the same time, if we can get, if we can get that video, 200, 300 people that are your ideal client, it could still be a really good video too. So um, the other side of not being able to control social media side is not being able to control client expectations. So one thing, and I, and I think this is actually a really important thing for business. When clients come on board, you have to be able to set the right expectations with the client. Um, because it determines whether or not they see value or not in the service. Um, so, you know, we, when we get started, we get really clear with a client on what they want to get out of it. And, and as well, when we're going through the action plan, we can also say, hey, you want to reach a lot of people, but we're talking about something really, really specific. That's just not how this works. Like, you know, I... I may not be able to control a lot of things around social media, but I can definitely tell you that, um, you know, if we go really, really specific, you know, it's only going to appeal to this smaller audience. So it's not going to get a million views. That's just not what happens. You have to make your topic broader if that's what you want to do. So uh, client expectations and, and yeah, the, the uncontrollable variables. So, me being in the real estate space for the majority of my, you know, professional career, I'm constantly around real estate agents and there's a very fast, like I need results now mindset in that space. Like, is that pretty much everywhere? Or do you find that there's certain occupations that you work with that have a little bit more of a long, long time mindset? Um, I, I would say Depends on the kind of person you come across. I think this would probably be similar with real estate as well, right? Like the people that need money right away, um, obviously like the first month or two, they're expecting results. Um, and, and that's another thing we sort of have to set up, set up with clients. Like if you want results in the first month or two, like you better be doing some other stuff behind the scenes. Like this isn't something that's just going to work on its own. Um, but I, I think there is a lot of um, awareness now because so many social media gurus and all of that sort of stuff talk about, hey, if you're going to do this, expect 
to not get any results for the first three to six months. Um, so a lot of, I suppose, higher end clients that come to us have that expectation. They're like, hey, I know it's going to take some testing. I know that we're going to have to figure a little bit of this stuff out as we go. Um, and that that's definitely the right mindset for people going into it because it allows us to really try and craft the best long-term strategy rather than trying to yeah, get a client right away and start creating content that's essentially an ad to try and get people in right away. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, I, I would say that that's similar to the real estate industry. What did you say? Or have you sort of experienced that as well? I agree. There are long-term thinkers in the real estate space. Um, and then, I mean, you look at most professions and, and the data on small businesses, it's like 90% are you typically failing out in any two to three to five year time frame. And so it's like those 90% by virtue of they don't have much money at their disposal have to have the results. So they, a lot of times they don't even have the possibility of that fortitude. Um, so this is obviously coming back to your premium avatar concept is very, very good, right? Especially when you're selling a service where they, they need to be long, you know, long uh, minded. So how, how long, I mean, are you telling them they need a year, six months, two years? Like what's the appropriate time frame on something like this? I, I usually think six months is a good, um, like time frame to expect results. Um, but I would say like, and, and more so some move, obviously there'll be like the jumps get bigger, the longer that you stay with it. So 12 months, you see definitely a bigger jump, but like, um, I, I always say to people as well, particularly in the agency game, in the marketing space, a lot of people know whether or not they want to work with someone ongoing after like a month or two, you know, they've seen like the workflow, they've seen like the videos that come out. Um, so I, I always think that like, I always say to clients as well, like, look, two, three months, you're going to know whether or not you want to continue working with this as well. Like that, that's really the time frame of like, we've started a, we've really got to know your messaging and editing style. And, um, we've started to really create a good strategy for what we want to get out of the videos. If none of that sounds right to you and you think we're off base, then you know, maybe, maybe we're not a fit. We haven't had that happen yet. Um, not in that way. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that it needs 12 months necessarily for people to know whether or not they want to continue doing this. I know the, you know, video marketing and just marketing space in general has very high attrition, very low lifetime client, you know, timelines and values. What would you say, like, what's a, like, if you, if someone wanted to start a business like this, what would be a reasonable expectation for, I mean, you kind of mentioned two or three months people will know, but what should be the, the expectation of a, how long a client lasts? Well, I, I think you should be, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, when you first start out, you're going to make a crap load of mistakes. If you don't have the right systems in place, um, which if you're starting completely from scratch, it is going to be really hard to do that. Um, as much as everyone says like the a video agency is really easy to start, 
Um, I mean, in the beginning, I would expect it to be low. I would expect to sort of, you know, that two, three month mark maybe where you sort of see the biggest percentage of churn. Um, however, like with, with our business, man, like we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to aim to keep people for years. Like, I, I really think it just comes down to service delivery. And I think there's a lot of video marketing agencies that are kind of been started by, you know, young guys just out of school or have watched like a few, like Iman Gazi videos and stuff like that. So in that way, there's a lot of people out there that are kind of like doing the, doing the agency model poorly, um, which I think adds to that attrition. Like we, the people that come to us have often used some other form of social media agency and been burnt. So they're super skeptical when they come to us. Um, and, it, and when I look over some of the stuff that was done, it's usually just like really low effort stuff. Like it just looks like there was, you know, people brought on, charged a lot of money to basically, you know, schedule someone else's work um, or yeah, schedule someone else's work or reiterate back to someone else exactly what they told them in a strategy session. Like it's, um, there's not a lot of competition at the moment. That's good. So like, yeah. if I was giving advice to someone new coming in, it would be just set up, set up the system, start off really small and do one aspect of the role really, really well, and just keep adding things in as you get better and systemize it so that, yeah, you can deliver really, really well. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, Many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. What part of the space do you think is underserved? Um, I think the production side of things, 
um, yeah. is is underserved. Like I think, like we we do some stuff with clients virtually. Um, we try to help them set up their like home studio or their office space to be able to to be able to film, and then we do like a filming session with them. Um, I've seen a lot of other uh, video agencies that will kind of leave the uh filming part up to their clients or they'll have they'll try to make it easy for their clients by taking all of their like zoom recordings and editing those up and you can tell like when it gets posted it just looks like it looks like a really average video it looks like the person's face is like right up against the camera so like there's no room for any like for any editing um, and, and they just add captions on top. So, um, I think if the production space was done better, the rest of it in terms of editing and getting it out to socials and how it would perform would be much better too. Um, so that, that's probably the main one, man. You know, a lot of these companies are highly leveraged with virtual assistants overseas. What's your guys' model look like? Are you guys all in-house? Are you kind of all over? How do you manage the workflow? We, we, use, we do use virtual assistants for a lot of the video editing, yeah. but we need, um, we've also got onshore people as well that uh, take care of, they will brief the virtual assistants and they also need to be quality control and look over all of the videos coming back as well before they will go to a client because... The, the video editors do a really good job, but there's just always going to be uh, some spelling errors. There's, they've got some technical aspects of video editing really, really good, but um, there's a lot of editors over there that are, um, and we've tested heaps. This isn't like a, a dig any, at all by um, a virtual assistant. It's just sort of what we've noticed um across the board that you know they'll choose to emphasize certain words that aren't the words we want to emphasize um they'll zoom in at the wrong time and sort of miss moments where an effect would be better placed um so that that's really what our onshore people help them with and continue to train them on and and they will all they'll always need to be there um for that work workflow i don't i don't think that will that will go away. So that that's really our workflow. It's kind of like I head up the the strategy and I do the filming with clients. I hand it off to someone to do the brief. They send it off to the editor. The editor comes back to that person for quality control. I will sometimes as well look over it again as well, and then it will go out to the client. So by the time it gets to the client, it's been touched, you know, four or five times by three different people. Um, you know, we're, I, I think that's, like you said, there's a lot of other agencies that will just use virtual assistants and it's pretty much, um, they hand it off to the virtual assistant and they give it back to the client. That's pretty much all they do. Um, and it's why there's so many issues, you know, in, in the space, because there's not, people aren't setting up a system and a workflow to improve quality. Yeah. And then of course, with having on-site people, there's a cost to that, right? And so therefore the price of the service has to go up quite a bit. 
and it, it might pro, um, you know, might put it out of most people's reach. How many videos do you guys generally see your clients producing like a week or a month? Um, most of our clients, um, produce between 14 and 28 videos a month. Um, sometimes we'll batch create, um, for three months and we'll do like, if someone's doing a three month batch, we're typically trying to get like 84 short form clips from that. Um, something close to, um, so that's typically what we do. We don't tend to do less than uh, 14 clips because it just isn't worth it at that point fast. And even for the client, like I, I really think you don't want to be posting less than every second day. Um, yeah, if we're posting once a week, how are we going to really see if there's any, any effect from what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, especially when you compare a lot of the guys who are putting out content for a living, we're doing 350 pieces, you know, a week or 350 pieces a month. So in that process, is it like one or two really long form that's cut in a short form? Or are you like having them do each video one at a time? Uh, we do mainly what we do with clients is we do like in that filming session that I do with them, we'll do a mix of some scripted videos that we prepared for them. Uh, or I will also do some, uh, interview style questions. So, and part of that is I, I need to educate them on how to answer the interview questions a little bit, um, so that we can get the hooks of the videos and stuff. But when we do it like that, honestly, we, we can smash out so much content in, in just an hour. Um, I, we've, we've really. It, again, it's another thing that I had to fine tune over, you know, a fair few clients and, and I'm still getting better at every time. Um, cause it, that's probably you know, another art to, to all of this is like, we could create the perfect script, but if someone delivers it shit, it will be a shit video. <laughs> I hope I'm allowed to swear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and so really it's, it's not just you being good, right. It's them being good too. Uh, that has to happen for it to work. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think, but I think that comes from, uh, us, us coaching them and, and, and helping them through that process. Cause like, you know, it, it does feel awkward, like just sitting straight to a camera and trying to do it on your own. So that's why we brought in the filming sessions. Uh, and even still then there's an element of like getting them to take off the performance mask where they're like trying to like speak like a professor in a lecture hall. Um, I'm like, dude, just, just talk to me, just serious, just go through this stuff and talk to me. Even with the script, it's like, you know, Hey, just break it up into these parts. Don't try to do the whole thing. Cause you'll just like the tonality just seems to go off when you try to nail the whole script at once and breaking things down that way and sort of easing them through that process. Um, your first five minutes might be crap, but after that you can definitely see P 
people loosen up and, and the videos come out so much better that way. Switching over a little bit to the, the business, like where do you guys want to take this business? Uh, big goal, man, is to try and I, I'd love to have like a thousand clients we work with. Like our, our model is a, a lot of agency uh, advice out there. And I understand it, uh, but I disagree with it. Um, is you know find super high ticket clients um, and only work with a few of them because it's much easier to do. Um, I want a model where we're working with so many clients that if one client shut down their business next week, it would not be detrimental to the business. Um, so really we're, we're just, we're trying to strive for volume, um, and uh, without sacrificing quality. So that really comes down to me hiring the right people and having the right systems for the workflow as well. So that like that, yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to look over a, a thousand people's content that that's impossible. Like I need you know, a bunch of different people involved, um, to manage all of that. So, um, yeah, that, that's our long-term goal. Cause I don't, I see this as an evolving space and I see there will always be need for, uh, people to be involved, um, even with AI as good as AI is getting, um, that's just something that we'll have to update with and, and it'll probably help us handle more clients. Um, so yeah, our, our goal is really to, you know, volume model, um, without sacrificing quality. One of the, it's like every way you structure a business kind of optimizes what challenges you're going to face, right? So if you go like low number of clients, high volume, I mean, high, uh, price point, you have less clients. It's way easier to like not have to hire people, but you're like so vulnerable like you said, when you're, when these clients leave and the, and the volume model, it's like almost no vulnerability at all, other than the fact that you have to hire a, a lot of exceptional people, um, and retain them. Um, so along those lines, like what are some of the things that, that you know, or you learn like along the way about hiring exceptional people? Uh, well, I think the main thing, the, my philosophy is like, you find people with the right kind of attitude and mentality towards the work. And then you've got to train them up. Like I, I don't, uh, maybe over time it will be when I'm mainly looking for like the people that would replace me and like take care of staff. That would be someone that I probably wouldn't want to, I'd want to hire and then let them go. Um, rather than need to oversee them. But for everyone else, I think that for a lot of this stuff, it's not natural. Like it, it, a lot of other marketing companies, if someone was to come and say they have a lot of experience from them, um, I can almost guarantee they'd come in and there'd be a lot of stuff that they'd just be doing because they were told to do it. It doesn't really lead to results for a client. So Either way, I think there's a lot of, it comes down to training and like a really good internal 
really good internal um, training system from content to whoever's overseeing that person and, and getting them up to scratch as well as um, continually training like the team over time as well. So, um, and I think that's, we're all virtually at the moment within my business, but I think over time there will be a need to like be in person with all of the people that are like looking after the strategy for clients, being client facing, um, you know, the ones that are looking after the virtual assistants. Uh, yeah, I, I see that as needing to be in person so that we can, so that we can train better. Um, simply. Yeah. What is specifically your vision for your life and business in the next 12 to 18 months? Uh, 12 to 18 months. It's pretty much just keep going towards that goal, man. Um, we've got a couple more people that I'd like us to hire to handle more people, but it's pretty much just keep keep trying to deliver really, really well for clients um, and keep bringing on more clients that help towards that goal. Um, if we were to look at like, I mean, the only other thing around that would be, uh, you know, with our, our content, I think, you know, we definitely want to try and see some more results, like in terms of broader reach and, um, bigger impact. Um, so the more we learn about how to get a video to do a million views, the better. Um, so definitely the more I can learn in this space, um, over the next 12 to 18 months, the more it's going to help our clients. Well, Job, thanks so much for coming on the show, for sharing about your agency, the business, going into the challenges, et cetera. Guys, if you're out there listening, write down something you learned from today, share it with somebody you know. Maybe it's their time horizon that you're thinking about results in. Maybe it's the fact that you're not really, uh, you know, putting out videos to go to a premium client. Maybe you're just adding, you know, attracting clients that are not maybe the best for your business. Whatever it is, write down something you learned, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. Because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know you too, we'll be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 